the trade that could shake up the NFL draft early on and the Washington Commanders right in the middle of it all. That and more coming up on today's episode of Locked on Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome into this episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And you can continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders and sign up today to be an insider. You'll get news analysis, one-on-one conversations with me via text message, no hashtags, no apps, no filters. You get bonus content like weekly command huddles, insider exclusive mailbag episodes, live text from practices, games, press conferences, and events, and so much more coming soon your way. Again, go to joinsubtext.com slash commanders to become an insider today. I am David Harrison, credential member in the media, covering the Washington Commanders for commandercountry.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, everydayers, I greatly appreciate your continued support for the show. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use the promo code Locked On to get $20 off your first purchase. I just did that last night, got my wife and I some tickets to go see Brian Adams. Yes, we're old. It's okay. We're going to have a good time anyway. So go ahead and do that with game time yourself as well. On today's episode, I'm going to tell you which current Washington Commanders players fit Dan Quinn's vision as I see it today. And we've got a special mock draft Friday coming up. But first, it's all going to be centered around one big trade that the Washington Commanders could do, should absolutely consider doing and being a part of. And that is the trade of Chicago Bears quarterback, Justin Fields. And I know that Some of you are not going to be excited about this trade. Some of you are not going to want to do this trade. Look, I'm really excited for this episode uh, because I think it's a very interesting topic to dive into. And I'm already anticipating those who are going to love it. I'm anticipating those who are going to unreasonably be mad that it was even brought up in early February. And I'm waiting for those who are also going to have some well-rounded arguments on why it shouldn't happen. And welcome them all. I will respond to some of them. But here are the reasons that it makes sense for the Washington Commanders to at least consider trading for Justin Fields. And again, I'm not going to sit here and pound the table and say that if they don't trade for Justin Fields, then this entire regime is just doomed. The season is over. You might as well just call it quits. Who's the next head coach? Nothing dramatic like that, right? But there are some upsides to at least considering this trade if the Chicago Bears do indeed uh, decide to part ways with their quarterback. And number one is it allows the team, Washington, to bring in a new quarterback to compete with Sam Howell while preserving Sam Howell's ability to show his own potential. Because, look, Justin Fields at this point in his career, especially if the Chicago Bears are looking to move on from him, not a slam dunk day one starter, a guy that you can't possibly replace, a guy that absolutely has to get the first team reps. He's not established like that right now in the NFL. Still has potential, still has talent, but he's just not that guy. So you don't have to necessarily start him if you make a trade for him. And Sam Howell can actually come in and have a legitimate competition, which is what I think is best for all involved. You also don't have to draft a quarterback in order to address the quarterback position. This gives you a little bit of wiggle room, a little bit of leeway. Now, look, if the guy that you absolutely love, like let's say the Chicago Bears pull a Cleveland Browns when they drafted Baker Mayfield, which nobody really saw coming, and they go Drake May number one, and you're going, hold up. We love Caleb Williams. Now let's take Caleb Williams. Now, my trade idea has a little bit to do with that, so that's a little bit later, but If you keep number two, because there's some different trade packages out there, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But if you keep number two, you get Justin Fields, 
they go Drake May, Jaden Daniels at number one, and you love yourself, Caleb Williams or Drake Drake May, uh, you might just pull the trigger on him anyway and say, look, now we got a top quarterback in the draft. We got Justin Fields, a veteran, and we got Sam Howell, one year of experience, and we go through that way. You give Sam Howell a chance to show his improvement. It puts uh, put, it puts Justin Fields in a scheme advantage, in my opinion, for the first time in his entire NFL career. I mean, um, this isn't locked on Bears, but we'll go back a little bit to when he was drafted. He was absolutely drafted by a desperate front office looking to save their jobs and say, look, look at the potential we had with this first round quarterback. Give us more time to develop this. It didn't work. They got fired anyway. And Justin Fields has basically been jumping from non-scheme fit to non-scheme fit ever since. For the first time in his career with Cliff Kingsbury, he would be playing in a scheme that at least appears to fit Justin Fields' scheme set. He would have Brian Robinson Jr., Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, hopefully Curtis Samuel. So certainly a good good, uh, good uh, situation for Justin Fields. And again, like I said, you give Sam Howell an opportunity to show you in year three in the NFL year two as an active player, if you want to call it that, uh, that he's made some some steps and, and taken some strides to grow. Reason number two, it allows Washington to spend that early draft capital and their salary cap space for building the roster around the position. I think this one is really important. Building the roster around the quarterback position can start, especially when you have so many question marks in starting positions, by building your scheme that your quarterback is eventually going to run, right? So there's there's two ways to really kind of make sure that your quarterback fits what you're doing, and that is you can design a specific scheme for the guy you have, which is typically what you do if you say you are a head coach and you draft a Justin Fields and your scheme doesn't really fit his skill set, well, then you need to get back to the drawing board and say, how do I elevate this rookie quarterback? Or you design a scheme and then you say, that's the right quarterback for my scheme. Let's plug him in when the time is ready. So it's all about fit. How you get that fit can be done multiple ways, but as long as you get the fit. So this allows you, again, you have a quarterback in Justin Fields that seems to really almost perfectly fit what a Cliff Kingsbury offense looks like. You have Sam Howell, who certainly has the tools to do a lot of that stuff. And you can now use your salary cap space, which could be near $100 million easily, or at least it's over $80 million. And you can use your draft capital that you still have after the trade uh, to go ahead and put put players in position. And that leads to the last, last part of it, the salary cap right off the bat, $2.4 million in 2024. That is nothing for a potential starting quarterback. And it allows the team to dedicate all their cap space as much as they want to, to getting new players in where they need them, and getting some new contracts in place, front load those contracts because if it doesn't work with Justin, if it doesn't work with Sam, Justin is a free agent in 2024 or 2025, so you can just let him walk. If you do need to resign him, that means it, it worked, and that's a good thing, and that's a very good problem to have, especially when you probably have about $50 million or more in cap space in 2025 with some smart spending this year, and those contracts you signed in 2024 have now eaten their first year of guarantees, which means you if you front load them, then you're going to have more money available in 2025. So it puts you in an advantageous cap management situation and draft management situation. Uh, reason number two gives Washington's new regime three bites at the franchise quarterback Apple without being married to a single one of them. The best decision that San Francisco ever made while Adam Peters was there was not marrying themselves to Trey Lance. I know they traded up big to get him. I know they spent a first round pick on him, but they had Jimmy G. They tried Trey Lance. They also believed in Brock Purdy. When Brock Purdy went out and played lights out, they said, believe him when he's showing you who he is. Now they're getting ready to play in Super Bowl because of it. That was the best thing they did is not marry themselves to a quarterback despite the draft capital that they invested in him. First-round quarterbacks, guys, are oftentimes coach killers. Teams rarely replace the unproven first-round quarterback before they replace the unsuccessful coaches. And it's going to be a lot easier to point at Dan Quinn and Cliff Kingsbury, who have already been fired before, 
than it is that first round quarterback. You bring in Caleb Williams, you bring in Jane Daniels, you bring in Drake May. And in year three, if it ain't working, most of us are probably going to be pointing at Dan Quinn and Cliff Kingsbury, not at that quarterback. So you go ahead and you spend number two on a franchise quarterback, potential franchise quarterback. That might be the only shot you get at it, but you trade for Justin Fields. You keep Sam Howell. Maybe you go quarterback in the third round, bring another guy in. Maybe you bring back Jacoby Brissett. Maybe you go in the free agent market and you bring in another veteran uh, backup type. Then you get three bites of the apple this year. And if it doesn't work out with any of them, next year you got Colorado Shadour Sanders, George's Carson Becks, uh, Beck and Texas's Quinn Ewers likely coming on the NFL draft. There's more prospects coming up. The quarterback talent pool coming out in the NFL draft is not drying up anytime soon. There's no guarantees that any quarterback you take this year would be a grand slam. There's no guarantees any quarterback you take next year would be a grand slam. But if you have Justin Fields, Sam Howell, veteran insert name here, and a potential rookie next year, if that doesn't work out, it gives you three bites at the Apple minimum, if not four, to get it figured out. And that, to me, is a good way, possibly, to go about it. But what would that trade look like? That and how the draft class would look after it, coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Today's episode of Locks on Commanders is brought to you by Robinhood. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as of Q1 2024, validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk, including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood gold for one year from the date of the first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker dealer. Continuing on now with today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Thanks again for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Every dayers, come back on Monday. We got a brand new mock draft Monday. I've got an assignment here. I want to see your Justin Fields NFL draft trades uh, and, and what your mock draft looks like after that trade. How are you going to trade for him? What are you giving up? What do you think is a reasonable amount? And then what does your mock draft look like after that? Share those in the comment sections here on YouTube or insiders. Text them directly to me and we will share some of those on our Monday mock draft episode. Locked On has also launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Today, we are talking about the idea that Justin Fields could become a trade target for the Washington Commanders. We talked about the reasons why it makes sense as an organization, but also looking at the six things we talked about this week that a quarterback needs to have, as many of, I do believe that Justin Fields has NFL arm strength. He's got the ability to extend plays. He's got enough accuracy. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's the most accurate quarterback uh, that I've ever seen play. 
but he does have enough accuracy. He's got poise under pressure for the most part. Again, any quarterback getting beat up day in, day out, week in, week out is going to lose a little bit of that. But for the most part, he has shown his ability to have that poise under pressure, confidence uh, when he can, when he's allowed to have it, and certainly he's got some leadership ability according to those who have worked with him, played with him. DJ Moore recently went on the record and said, look, I want the Bears to bring the man back. I want to play for him, uh, all those things. So, you know, again, hard to fully – Uh, evaluate confidence and leadership without knowing the young man, but the rest of it, at least the four out of the six, we certainly have evidence from watching him during his career. I believe he has all those things in different doses. Of course, you know, not all of them are league leading or anything like that, but with the coaching staff, this team is putting together. Those things can be accentuated in Washington and the confidence and his leadership ability can be grown for the bears. It makes sense to move on from Justin and Kurt Warner, hall of fame quarterback recently went on the record saying, quote, I think the thing for Justin for me is, He hasn't shown me he's that guy. doesn't mean he's not talented. doesn't mean he can't be great in a franchise quarterback. But when you have three years and you don't take out the doubt to go, he's our guy, I think you have to move on. You can't just go pay that guy $50 million in hopes that those glimpses you saw turn into greatness. It may be unfortunate because some of these guys play too early. They're not ready yet. Their next step or their next contract is going to be determined by it. But that's all we can go on. If you've played for three years, you have to prove to me that you're the guy. So, end quote. So that is the reason Kurt Warner says the Chicago Bears should move on from Justin Fields. And again, their lack of ability as a franchise to set him up for success, his lack of ability to prove to them to, that he can be their franchise leader long-term could be Washington's gain in the situation that we just uh, described in the first segment. Now, what is it going to cost? Well, Sports Illustrated's Albert Breer says it'll cost at least a second-round pick in a straight-up trade. Adam Schefter of ESPN says it could be even more. Now, there is speculation in Chicago that they that when they interviewed Cliff Kingsbury to be their offensive coordinator, it was all about drafting Caleb Williams and not hiring him means that they're not drafting Caleb Williams and they're probably going to stick with Justin Fields. However, Locked On Bears host Lauren Cox tells me that Chicago was never actually going to hire Cliff Kingsbury. That's pretty much known from the jump. And it was really just a fact-finding mission about Caleb Williams to get as much information from him on that quarterback as they could which to me would signify that they're probably leaning towards Caleb Williams. And that means Justin Fields could be out in Chicago. So a lot of what ifs, a lot of things up in the air, but here is my trade scenario, taking now that into account, I'm going a little bit of a different route here than maybe some will. And that's fine. Um, If you have a different way of going about this, that's why I want to see your Justin Fields trades and mock drafts following the trades. I'm not trading for Justin Fields straight up. In fact, I'm actually going to make the Chicago Bears an offer to where they end up having to pay me a little bit. So in my trade scenario, the Washington Commanders get quarterback Justin Fields. They're taking all of his guaranteed money. So that two point whatever million cap hit that I talked about in the first segment, we're actually not going to turn that into six point zero zero four million because we're going to take the guarantees from the Chicago Bears. They get all that money off the books. But we're also going to get the number nine overall pick, which is their organic uh, pick from from this year's NFL draft. The number one pick originally belongs to the Carolina Panthers. Number nine is the Chicago Bears own pick this year. So we're going to take Justin Fields with all of his guarantees. Number nine overall. We're going to take number 110 overall, which will be a fourth round draft pick. And we're going to take a 2025 second round pick from the Bears that belongs to the Carolina Panthers. In exchange, the Chicago Bears get number two overall and they get that $6.004 million in cap space, which puts them over $55 million as it stands projected right now. Chicago only gives up two of their own draft picks because that second round pick next year originally belonged to Carolina. They save over $6 million, and they get to pair Caleb Williams with Marvin Harrison Jr., the top defensive player on their board like Houston did last year, or they can trade it to a quarterback needy team and get some of that draft capital back, whatever they want to do with it. Washington, in the meantime, 
gets Justin Fields while also trading back from number two simultaneously. Because if you take, if you get your quarterback before the NFL draft shows up, you don't need a draft quarterback number two. You're probably going to trade back. They get a future second rounder that is likely to be the first pick on day two in 2025 because Carolina Panthers aren't very good. That can then be used there, or you can package it to move back up in the first round this year or maybe even next year. Uh, if you look at Justin in that scenario as a second round pick value, which is what we're talking about, right? Albert Breer, Adam Schefter both said you're probably going to give up at least a second round pick straight up to get Justin Fields. So if Justin Fields is worth the second round pick, we basically just traded number two overall for number nine, two seconds, a fourth, and a starting quarterback gets turned into one of those two second round picks. Sure. But I don't want to be too greedy. Right. So that's where I'm going to stop here. I don't want to be too too. I can I control both sides of this dialogue. Right. So could I go for more possibly? Uh, but I'm going to stick right there for now. The math works on the trade trade compensation draft value charts, um, all those things. So with that mock draft Friday time now. And here's where I went with that. So the Chicago Bears, by the way, spent number one on Caleb Williams. They spent number two on Marvin Harrison Jr., just so you know. So that's an interesting thing going on in Chicago. And then I spent the number nine overall pick on offensive tackle Olufashanu out of Penn State. His stock has actually been dipping a little bit. So here we take advantage. We get our top tackle on the board at number nine. Number 36, we come back. We get edge rusher Chris Braswell out of Alabama. Number 41, we go cornerback with TJ Tampa out of Iowa State. Number 67, we go linebacker Junior Colson out of Michigan. And number 100, we go guard Cooper Beebe out of Kansas State. And according to PFF, I nailed this thing, ladies and gentlemen. I got an A for my tackle, an A for my edge rusher, A for my corner, A for my linebacker, uh, A for my guard, A minuses for the linebacker and the guard. And overall, I got an A. So uh, I am basically a genius. That is what Pro Football Focus is trying to tell all of you. You should believe them. No questions asked. Of course, look, the trade part is tough to nail, right? The fact that Fields is only on a one-year deal complicates things. Perhaps Chicago has to give up even more to flip him for that number two overall pick. And this is a ballpark idea of what you expect. But that's kind of how I wanted to approach this is essentially flipping this trade narrative from what do the commanders have to give to get Justin Fields to what do the Chicago Bears have to give along with Justin Fields to get number two. That's kind of how I wanted to do it. Just kind of flip it around a little bit, mix things up a little bit here on the Lots on Commanders podcast. Washington would still have five picks on day three. Uh, again, right now, I don't do mock drafts beyond the third round because compensatory picks have not been awarded yet. So all those picks are going to get pushed down. Like right now, if you go on PFF, the commander's first pick in the fourth round is pick 102. It's not going to be pick 102. It's going to be later because compensatory picks are going to come in. So again, I'm not going to go through that right now. Uh, we'll get through that once compensatory picks have been awarded. And that quarterback with those rookies. So Justin Fields with those rookies would all join commanders players that I see as potential fits for Dan Quinn and company's team right now. Who are those players? I'll tell you that coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Well, today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by Nissan. And if you've ever wondered what adventure could be around the next corner, our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. All of it, starting with the 2024 Nissan Rogue. It's perfect for city drives. It's great for those outdoor escapes. Classic, class-exclusive Google built-in is your always-updating assistant to call on for almost anything. So gone are your days of connecting your phone. The Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into your 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. The 2024 Rogue, 
is the perfect midsize crossover for your next adventure. But Nissan's incredible lineup also includes the 2024 Nissan Armada, which is going to change what you expect from a full-size SUV. Picture this, a rugged 4x4 that can seat up to eight people in first-class luxury and style. Tow bigger and explore further in the 2024 Armada. Take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or the Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. This episode of Locked On Commanders also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, and it is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. Instead of battling thousands of other players, you simply pick more than or less than on two to six player stats, and then it's just you against the numbers. Price Picks even offers a reboot policy, so your entire entry stays in play even if one of your players gets injured. Football and basketball, if you have a player leaving the first half, don't come back in the second half. That player is rebooted. Your entry is still valid. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform that offers that insurance policy. Price Picks, simple to play. You can make your entries in less than 60 seconds. So go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code locked on NFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. That promo code again, locked on NFL, all one word, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100 at pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Price Picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Who fits with Dan Quinn, Cliff Kingsbury, Joe Witt Jr., and Justin Fields, because that's the trade we've been talking about here on today's episode. But we're turning our attention now to the current listed Washington Commanders roster for 2024. So these are only guys that are under contract for 2024 that I think fit with the new coaching staff as it was as it's being shaped out. Right, we can include Brian Johnson in that as well. But I'm only talking starters here, right? So guys like Chris Rodriguez Jr., the running back, KJ Henry, defensive end, right? I'm not going to say their names here, but I don't necessarily think they don't fit. I'm just talking starters here for right now. So here are your day one to me, plug and play starters that could still produce for this new coaching staff in their systems and their schemes as I see it potentially taking shape. Guys that you basically don't have to replace this year and can still win some games with on top of the guys that we just drafted. So on the offensive side of the ball, wide receiver Terry McLaurin, wide receiver Jahan Dotson, guard Sam Cosme, running back Brian Robinson Jr. And I'm going to throw offensive lineman Ricky Stromberg in the mix here. Now, in our mock draft, you see we didn't draft a center. We actually drafted a guard. So Ricky Stromberg, to me, would come in and compete for that center position. Ricky is interesting because here's the thing with Ricky. I saw a lot of good things from Ricky and Ricky in training camp. I thought he was a solid rookie offensive lineman in the little bit of time that he got before he got injured. Now, unfortunately, he did get injured. So we'll have to see what he looks like when he comes back. So there is a little bit of assumption there. I can do that here on the outside. I don't necessarily want them to do that on the inside. So that's a problem with Ricky. Ricky, as, a, as an evaluation, is I would actually draft and go through free agency looking at him as a non-proven commodity. Um, so you actually take him off that list if you're on the inside. But I did want to kind of just voice my personal confidence in what Ricky Stromberg could turn into. So again, Terry McLaurin, the crafty veteran. Uh, I think obviously, you know, everybody's going to want to roll with him. Jahan Dotson, I think Cliff Kingsbury's system and style kind of fits him better than what he was playing with under Eric Bieniemy. Uh, Sam Cosme is just that dude. So obviously you're, you're very confident what you have there. Brian Robinson Jr., uh, again, a very good downhill runner. You look at uh, Arizona Cardinals, their best days with Cliff Kingsbury. James Conner, the running back, was kind of the uh, one of the focal points there of that team. So I think Brian Robinson Jr. fits very well. In fact, he's more dynamic than James Conner, so fits even better for what Cliff Kingsbury is going to want to do. On the defensive side of things, defensive linemen, Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen, and I say defensive linemen, not defensive tackle, because when you're talking odd fronts, I actually see Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen playing 
on the edge playing, uh, you know, not, not, not wide nine or anything like that, but playing in those B gaps and things like that more often than I see them playing over the center or in the A gaps. Uh, could be wrong there, but that's just the way that I project it right now. And I like both of those guys in there. If you can bring in a solid nose tackle type, like a Vita Vea in Tampa Bay, I think that would be a really good win. Uh, for them inside linebacker, Jamin Davis. And yes, I said inside linebacker because I think Jamin Davis in a four, three traditional system where he's covering like a third of the field. Uh, a lot of the time, I don't like it, but looking at an, at an even for an odd front where you're talking about him being a part of maybe three or four linebackers that are responsible for about a quarter of the field. I like that a lot better. Plus, I like Jamin Davis as a rush linebacker. Think Devin White in Tampa Bay. If you can bring in a Levante David, who's a more craftier, can still rush, but also cover a lot better type of linebacker to play with him, then I like what Jamin Davis potentially can do in this defense. Again, a little bit more projection there than production, but I just wanted to bring that up. Safety Derek Forrest, you know, it's, it's hard to tell after all the time that he missed, but just going off of what we know about Derek, what we've seen about Derek, uh, absolutely excited to see him come back. I got to speak to him a little bit during the season while he was recovering uh, and, and he seemed to be in really good spirits and, and doing well in his recovery. So for me, nine of the 22 starters on the roster, you can consider kind of taken care of and filled again, uh, actually listed uh, 10 names for you um, or nine names for you. So eight, eight starters. So Ricky Stromberg is the only one who, like I said, is a pure projection from my standpoint. So eight of the 22 starters, not a lot, right? But if you add in Olufashanu, the tackle, you add in edge rusher, Chris, Chris Braswell, uh, TJ Tampa, and you add in Junior Colson, Cooper Beebe to the mix. Not all those guys are going to start, obviously, but you should have about half your starters set with the rest to be filled out in free agency. And honestly, some guys who are going to start this year that won't be on the team or won't be starting for the team in 2025. That's just kind of how uh, bad teams tend to happen is you're going to have some leftover. You're going to have some missing pieces um, you're going to have to deal with. And then, you know, in 2025, you'll have to address those. Um, some guys I would re-sign if I were Washington, Antonio Gibson. I, I wouldn't mind bringing him back. Curtis Samuel, uh, Kendall Fuller, actually, is someone that going into last season, I pretty much projected as 2023 would be his last season. But given the development of the of the secondary, given what's going on, the lack of confidence in guys uh, like Emmanuel Forbes, Benjamin St. Juice, where is he going to fit in? All those things. I would actually probably consider bringing Kendall back, especially even if it is a little bit of a high-end one-year deal because you do have the cap space, you can afford it. Uh, so you bring him back and just bring that veteran leader back, even if you're just bringing him to be a stabilizing presence. Uh, bring him back. Wouldn't hate seeing Jacoby Brissett come back. Uh, would love to see Revo, uh, Jeremy Reeves come back, but he is going to be looking for a place that's going to give him a real shot at proving himself as a safety. So we'll see if Dan Quinn uh, and Joe Witt Jr. are that guy. I would love to see it happen. Cam Curls, obviously, someone that we're going to be paying a lot of attention to uh, as well. So there's lots to do, lots to be done, lots that's already been done. This offseason is going to be a lot of fun. For everything that's going to happen, for everything that's not going to happen, uh, literally we're going to have a lot to talk about with every single decision and non-decision. But coming up on Monday, it's Mock Draft Monday. So I want your Justin Fields trade scenarios. What would you be willing to give up? What would your class look like after you give that up? Of course, some of you just don't want them at all, and that's perfectly fine. In the meantime, you got questions or comments, drop them in the YouTube comment section or text me as a lock insider. Go to joinsubtext.com slash commanders to get in on that. As always, thank you so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listener, your first view today and every day. Every dayers, thanks for coming through on a regular basis. Don't forget, check out Locked On Sports today, the first ever 24-7 live streaming sports channel on YouTube. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day, part of your football routine. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind. I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.